never wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. All right, another edition of Radio Waves. My name is Mike Stark. With Richard Wagoner. And... You notice the theme is a little different today, and that's because of the topic today. Sad topic, though. Sad topic, topic, but uh, we're going to continue to take submissions for the uh, new theme for L.A. Radio Waves. But, uh, you know, this week we had to put this one on because the column is about Howard Hessman, who played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP. Yes. And normally you wouldn't think that a radio column would really mention the passing of a TV star, although it was a TV show about radio. And, of course, that meant it was my weekly fix because I wanted (laughs) – I'd work there. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter what it is. It's a a crazy radio station. It's so funny when you find out more about WKRP in Cincinnati that – it was based on so many characters that the writers and creator actually knew. But right. Howard Hessman passed away at the age of 81, which I guess means that I only have about uh, what 20 plus years left. But I didn't know until I saw it on Facebook on one of the uh, pages there that he did work in real radio. And it's one of the things that got him the job. He, I guess he was trying out for another one of the positions and he ended up getting the DJ job because he went in saying, no, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. And I think they might have even cast it with someone else originally. And he just he got it after. Um, so he was working at KMPX up in San Francisco back in 1967. Yeah, it was the uh, what many say is one of the original FM underground radio stations yep. at the helm was uh, Tom Donahue. And as you mentioned in uh, the column. Tom got the station because he wanted a station that could play a lot of different types of music, and radio wasn't doing that at the time, so he started calling radio stations, and the first one he called, the the phones were disconnected, so he knew that station was in trouble. Exactly. And it was KMPX, so yes. he made a deal with them, and then they took over, basically, and... Uh, the rest is history. But I wish that they would still do that. I mean, and you think about all the stations in town right now that probably are losing money. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. why not let someone else have it? It is ripe for picking at this point because radio is on a downslide. So if someone has a little bit of cash and, you know, a lot of creativity, I think it could happen without a yeah. doubt. Without a doubt. Now, Howard worked on the weekends, and as you pointed out, he took a name, uh, Don Sturdy. Yeah. And he he did weekends. And another guy that was on weekends with him is a fellow committee member. Now, he was in, these guys were in this improv group in San Francisco. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it was called the committee. And the other guy that was in there that actually had a show around the same time on the weekends that Howard had was a guy named Carl Gottlieb. Now, do you know that name? I don't. I, I, I should, though, shouldn't I? Yeah, he's a TV writer. Uh, he's done a lot of different things. He helped write the movie Jaws Okay. for Spielberg, and he played the uh, newspaper man in the movie Jaws, Carl oh. Gottlieb. So okay. if you go online okay. on YouTube and you, uh, and you YouTube search Hessman and Gottlieb, there is a, there is a two-part 
history of FM underground radio that those guys are being interviewed for. And it's really interesting. It's about an hour long between the two parts. But they talk about, you know, KMPX and and the whole birth of underground radio mm-hmm. and how they were part of that. It'd be really interesting if you want to go a little further. So it's interesting how a lot of those improv groups were connected with underground radio and, and not just the traditional underground radio on FM, but remember the, the, the group that they had with KRLA even. And that was when they were kind of doing underground a little bit. When you listen to some of the stuff that was being played, when someone like Shadow Stevens was on KRLA. Yeah, I think you're talking about the Credibility Gap, which yes, was absolutely. an improv yeah. group. Uh, Harry Shearer, David L. Lander, Michael McKeon. Yeah. A lot of those guys are still active today, obviously. Uh, yeah, and and they did the news over there. So, yeah. Th- yeah, there was some really great creative stuff going on. And Howard was in the middle of it in San Francisco. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And, uh, and, and he took it to the TV show. Yeah. So, it was great. One of the things I found interesting was I was reading one article about it, and I'm sure it's in others because you know how they pick up each other. But right. they mentioned that, you know, people who know radio know that WKRP wasn't really a top 40 station because they were playing album rock cuts. And I'm thinking, nah, that's what I heard on 10Q. That's what I heard on KZY. You know, that's what they play. People are forgetting that right. top 40 didn't have to suck. No, it didn't. It didn't. didn't. (laughs) There's a lot of good music in the in the mid to late seventies. There's a lot of good album cuts and other creative stuff that made it on to top forty radio. You you did hear a lot of stuff on uh, 10Q and even KHJ back when when they were not being bubblegum. They also heard on KMET and KLOS. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a great. Uh, discussion in this uh, YouTube clip with Howard Hessman about uh, WKRP and how when they started picking the music for him to play on the show, he vetoed some of the songs that were picked because he said, no, Johnny Fever would never play this record. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a great thing if you get a chance to check it out on YouTube. Maybe put uh, a link to it on the on the. Um podcast announcement okay i will do that absolutely uh so the other big news we talked a little bit about last week i think as well is uh the news about ted striker yeah that was already covered by uh, another article in the paper so i didn't get a chance to really write a big history about it i just think from a radio standpoint it is huge news that at least one programmer and one company is understanding the importance of what you always mention what's between the record counts yeah and absolutely. i love striker he's one of my favorite uh, uh djs that's on the air currently and i think pairing him up with uh with chris booker is is a great idea having an entertaining afternoon show phenomenal idea yeah and if you are a button pusher like we are mm-hmm. that is a good time in in the radio to be pushing buttons between that and klos yeah that's because true we got we got uh, Sluggo and uh, Kevin on, that on KLOS. True. That that's so. the problem. Now all of a sudden you're getting these guys competing. But you know maybe this will spread so that all day parts, including overnights, will have someone on who's entertaining. It doesn't have to be a team. Doesn't have to be anything. But someone that right. your companion. I can listen to my phone myself. I can listen to Spotify. I can listen to Sirius. <laughs> But I can't get what's between the records as long as it's not drawn out, boring crap. Right. 
you know, make it exciting. And they know how to do that. That's I think it's just wonderful. And as we've talked about many times on this show, competition tends to help make things better for everybody. Right. So right. having having two pretty solid radio shows on at the same time in in drive time can only be good because yeah. they're going to be working hard to to build that audience on both channels. And, and maybe you'll have the rivalry where they start playing off each other like uh, KMET and KLOS did back in the day. We can hope. Never know. All right. And then finally, you're uh, giving us an update on KPRI. Yes, it's the modern version of KPRI, which uh, John Fox is down there uh, managing. Um, it's a, it's kind of a double thing. It's a tribute to the Kupapala Res Indians, as well as the original KPRI uh, down in San Diego. So they play a lot of uh, freeform rock music that you might hear, plus uh, stuff that appeals to the local reservation and and a lot of local things. It's kind of, it's one of those things. It's local radio intended for the local audience, but a lot of good stuff that other people might want to hear. And, you know, you have to be within about 20 feet of the transmitter to pick it up on your radio, but on the app, all is good. We love apps, don't we? Yes. We absolutely love apps. Okay, that's it for now, but we need to, we need to point out a couple things. First of all, we realize now that uh, Radioways is being pirated by yeah. a bunch of podcast platforms. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, if you look up Radioways, Google Radioways or LA Radioways, you'll find out that we're on a lot of different podcast platforms. We didn't even know that. We didn't ask to be on there. We didn't petition to be on there, but we ended up on a whole bunch of different platforms. So there's a lot of ways to listen to radio waves these days. And to our surprise and shock, we found out that we are an iHeart podcast, ladies and right. gentlemen. That is After right. all the horrible things we've said about <laughs> iHeart over the years. Apparently, we, they're not listening to us. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> but uh, yes, so we're we're proud to be part of iHeart's family. Yes. I guess. So, so if you'd like to advertise with us, please give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, good column this week. We'll be back next week with another edition of Radio Waves. Radio Waves.